Hey there. Welcome to The Review, the Instagram Live podcast where Kendama news and culture is shared over the warmth of coffee. My name is Adam, but my followers know me as Cafe Kendama on Instagram. In the past five years of playing Kendama, I've met quite a few amazing individuals, and I'm excited to introduce you to some of them. In this show, you'll hear their stories, the behind the scenes of Kendama companies, and what goes on in the minds of some of the world's best Kendama players, because Kendama is more than just a ball in a cup. So, make sure your cup is full, and let's dive into this week's review. Good morning, and welcome to The Review, the Instagram Live podcast where Kendama news and culture is shared over the warmth of coffee. Today, we are joined by Teo, Teo from the Netherlands to talk about his journey going pro with GT. He's one of GT's newest pros in 2020. And we're going to be talking all about that story, all about that journey. And we're going to be talking about the most recent event in his life or a big recent event in his life, performing on France's version of Got Talent. So join us as we dive into this week's review. And I hope your cup is full. And as always, I want to know from those of you tuning in down in the chat, what are you drinking this morning? I myself, as always, I, I haven't changed it up in a long time. I really should. I am drinking again a cup of AeroPress coffee from a, a roaster. The cup is made with some beans from a roaster here in the city called Rosso or Rosso. There's like a pretentious group of people that call it Rosso, and I think I'm one of them. Anyways, all that said, we're going to be diving into today's review in just a couple minutes. If you're wondering why it's at a different time, it is because Tio is on a totally different schedule than I am. He is from the Netherlands. He's living in Europe right now, and they are on a totally different timeline. So he's going to be joining us from the evening where he is. As we get ready, I do want to make sure that you guys are up to date on everything else that is going on in the world of Cafe Kendama, the review, and those sorts of things. But before I do, let me know what you're drinking, as well as toss a couple questions down in the Q&A tool at the bottom for today's episode. Tio and I have set aside some time to answer your questions live. So open up that Q&A tool, drop a question in there. But as always, the best way to get your questions in is by putting them on the post ahead of time. We got a lot of questions this week, and I'm very, very excited to get the answers to them. Um, one thing I do want to make note of, uh, first off, is if you're wondering how to brew coffee from an AeroPress the way that I brew it, if you're curious, I get that question often. I actually wrote a blog about that. You can head over to cafekendama.com blog and get the details there on how I make my AeroPress every week. So you can check out that blog. You can also read three blogs written by a guest in the community, Chad Covington, Brett Walters, and I'm going to forget the last one, uh, Max Angel. Max Angel from here in Canada. So you can read those stories as well. And we are looking for more submissions. I have a couple drafts in the work right now with some people in the community. So uh, if you do submit, it may take a little bit for me to get around to it. So please be patient uh, with me as we try to create good content for the Kanama community. Uh, Last thing I do want to say is this. Let's dive into this week's review. I thought I had another thing I was going to say, but I don't. So let's get Tio on here. Let's start off a little early here because I'm sure you guys have tons of questions, as do I. So let's give Tio a welcome as he joins the review this morning. Yo. Tio, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm just trying to set this up right because... Yeah, absolutely. Take earphones in. And I don't want to mess this up. <laughs> yeah, I'm good now. Dude, Tio, so what's up? I am doing fantastic. I got my cup of coffee here this morning. And as always, in every review, I like to open with the question, what are you drinking this morning? 
or for you it's I'm, the evening yeah exactly so i started off my evening with some tea and hung out and now i'm drinking a beer <laughs> tea yeah. he brings tea onto the show and a beer. yeah you i do what? actually I'll yeah I, I may be your most hated uh <laughs> like guest on this show so far you know maybe. you know what i don't know if that's true we had a uh, carter justice roll up with i think a lipton iced tea once uh on his oh, episode damn. so yeah so, so you're doing better than him right now <laughs> okay yeah and i i have a brew dog for you so oh a brew it's dog it's got brew yeah it's got brew in the name is that ipa what what, are, what, what yeah kind of it, is yeah it's an ipa yeah this is a the like the american in me you know i'm in i'm in europe but i found like american beer and Hey, so I'm, I'm happy, enough. you know, we'll get into some of that story. I do definitely want to get into some of your journey uh, where you've lived because mm -hmm. you've been all over the world and I definitely want to yeah. hit on that a bit. But before we do, I got two other icebreaker questions I want to get through that I ask every guest. The second question uh -huh. being, what is your all time favorite trick? A trick that either a inspires oh you or just like a, a basic trick that you just love? Like um, a specific trick that's been landed or a specific like classic it, trick or yeah, just anything. However you want to interpret it. Everybody interprets um, it a little bit differently. Um, I'm going to say just as a general trick, a tap. Ooh. Yeah, cause the, just a tap like in any direction. Like, because uh, I feel like that's been one of the biggest like uh, just factors in people's tricks recently. Like if you look at Groves at it, it's all taps. Like if you look yeah. Like uh, so many tricks recently, like there's taps some way or the other. Like it's one of the most polarizing tricks recently. So I would, I would probably say just generally a tap. Yeah. And you just hit a crazy tap banger on your, on your grid that got reposted on the Green Theory page. The one where you were like uh, doing kind of like, I, I don't know what you would call them, but like kind of like Wong taps in your juggles. Absolutely. And then you... yeah, yeah. You can call them Wong taps. Uh, that's like the broad term for the trick that Calvin named it. I have like this technical term. The minute I saw that trick landed, I was like, holy crap, that dude did a cushion shove it. Because like the shove oh, it motion yeah, yeah, yeah. is a flat spin on a Kanama. Yeah. And it, it like just rotates on that plane. And he yeah. pushed it and then it shoves. And so like I brought skateboarding back into that. And I was like, wow, <laughs> that's just incredible. So it's called Wong tap, you know, it's or, like, or cush shove it, whatever way. You yeah, cush it. shove it's more like the more like technical underground term that like, you know, it shows like the whole scope of the trick. It's very informative, that yeah. term. But like Wong tap is just like we all love Kelvin. So yeah, you can't what, what's not to love about Kelvin. I was actually absolutely this morning, dude. Yeah, I was jamming the, to have you have you listened the to the, the soul Kandama's lo fi? Uh, no, I have not. There's a if you have it. Okay, that's sick. yeah. If you haven't listened to it, go on to YouTube, search up Solkindama's Lo-Fi, I think it, and, and it should come up as the number one search. And Kelvin Wong and Shelton from Solkindamas, mm -hmm. they had put together this playlist. It's like 30 minutes long. It is one of my favorite morning playlists to listen to. Okay, that's so good. Sick. Yeah, I'm so down. I'll, I'll definitely check that out. Okay, third question before we dive into the meat of our mm -hmm. conversation this morning. Uh, who is the most influential player in Kendama for you? Wow. Uh that's yeah that's so hard like just as one like uh influencing me or the game or uh you can interpret it either way typically mm -hmm. i would ask for you who who has influenced you the most and it doesn't even have to be for playstyle it could be based on character or what uh, they've done for you yeah i mean it's oh, i could talk about this forever but uh we can we can go as um like if if i if i roll it back in time to like my first event uh I had a, a really good friend that I, I became friends with at that event. His name is Maiko. He's like this UK player. And he 
he really introduced me to this world as a subculture. I'd, I'd been playing for a year and like, I mm. knew it as a, as a game, as a sport, but I hadn't mm-hmm. dwelled into like content and like tricks and yeah. edits. So he, he was one of, one of the biggest catalyzers for my like start into the Kanama world. So he, he, for me personally, he's influenced me the most as a player, like individually, I think like sweets is a, like, okay. such an influential player. Yeah. Like, and shout as a whole in the game, yeah, just for all the work he's done, shout out Matt and like same for other yeah. brand owners like Weens and Chad, yeah. like those guys and we, all the we underground not, dudes. Yeah, we wouldn't be where we are today if it wasn't exactly for some so. of those guys taking the risk to put money money where their mouth yeah. was and say like, I love this game enough to try and grow it. Yeah, so it's not essentially just a pro. It's for me, like it's it's got to be one of the brand owners if you talk about it like on that scope as a subculture who's growing yeah. it, who's... Like oh, yeah. Reed, for example, as well. I could, I yeah. could go forever, but yeah, those. Dude, guys, oh, let's... we we can riff on it in a bit too, because yeah. I think that you have a really cool perspective on growth that a lot of my audience here on the review hasn't experienced, because we really haven't interviewed a lot mm-hmm. of people internationally aside from Lisa in in New Zealand, and I yeah. think so many of us and myself in particular, like I haven't traveled. I really haven't really been to mm-hmm. any events aside from NACO, MKO that I yeah. have such a limited experience of like what Kendama looks like in the world. So we can dive into that a little bit later, but I want to get to know yeah, your absolutely. story here uh, in, in a hot second. But before I do, I do want to remind those of you tuning in, those of you guys just joining into the preview this morning, we have some sessions throughout this live conversation where you can ask some questions to Tio. Drop those down in the Q&A tool. That's that little question box at the bottom with the question mark. And we'll make sure we answer as many as we can when we get to those sections. If you want priority questions, make sure you put them on the post ahead of time. Mm-hmm. All that said, Tio, are you ready to dive into the review? For sure, yeah. Let's go. Dude. Okay, so Tio, first off, let me preface. Uh, those of you tuning in, Tio and I actually met digitally like, what, three years ago? Three and a half oh years God. ago, we played a game yeah, with Ken. I, it came to mind recently, so I was like trying to pinpoint it. I'm thinking it was like maybe end of 2017, like maybe like December. Yeah, something like it was that. a it was so a long three time years ago. ago, almost on the dot, probably like yeah, right around there. And you you completely wrecked me, and I'm like looking back at that, I'm like, wow, this guy who is now <clears throat> sorry, man, I got something in my throat there. Uh, this guy wrecked me in this game of Ken and, and he is going places. You have grown in your skill immensely throughout that season. And you are now very well renowned as a tech wizard in the community. Someone who has expanded the play of Kendama through unique additions to tap flow, juggle mm-hmm. flow, whatever you want to call it. Uh, yeah. you've, you've done some really cool innovation in that space, but I want to take it back a little bit in time and then catch us up to there. What was your mm-hmm. very first point of contact with Kendama? Yeah, first of all, thanks. I really appreciate it. And you also grew like so much. And <laughs> that's so sick. Uh, first, first contact point of Kanama for me. So I was in my last year of high school. Uh, homie uh, came back actually from Amsterdam, like close to where I'm living now. And uh, he brought back a Kanama and just like started like messing around with it. So for a few months, and then I like saw him playing uh, and just asked him, I was like, what is that? Can I try? And uh, yeah, so for for a few minutes I played and I was hooked. And I was like, the homies and I decided to order off Konami USA. We each ordered uh, one of the, I think, I want to say 2014 Pro Mods. This was in 2015. This was like maybe like October 2015. And so my first Konami was a Zach Yord Pro Mod. Oh, shout out to Zach Yord. Yord. Absolutely, man. 
big shout out to Jord. Like, yo, he's doing some cool stuff right now. Did you see that book absolutely. he just published? Yeah, yeah, I did. It's so just sick. Peak. Peaking with pastries. If you guys don't yeah. know Zach Yord, go check out his profile. He just launched a book about like traveling and hiking up mountains. And he like takes photos at the top of mountains with pastries. So it's called it's Peaking so with sick. Pastries. It's, it's yeah, dope. It's, yeah he, he and I have so much in common. He like comes from Pittsburgh. He grew up in the same neighborhood where my like family lives. Like it's so crazy. Yeah. So, so, okay. so you, 2015. Twenty fifteen, you picked up your first yeah. kendama, Zach Yord. Where were you at this time? Because you've been all over. I was the world. in uh, Toulouse, France. I was in southern okay. France. I was okay. doing my last year of school. I did all of my like middle school and high school in the same school, and I ended up my last year. I I definitely dedicated more time doing kendama than like maybe homework or something. <laughs> you know, I was playing I... so much. <laughs> I only played kendama at school. I never really played at home or anything. I played at school for like however many months like seven or eight months and you know like just it was it was casual it was a hobby like I wasn't looking at it any time that I wasn't at school like I wasn't looking online I wasn't playing at home on weekends whatever it was just Mm -hmm. when I was at school and I had some downtime yeah so that that was my first year with Kanama pretty much okay Um, then at 18 I turned 18 I moved out I came to the Netherlands I uh you know, I was starting my studies. I randomly walked into this store in Amsterdam where my homie actually bought his first Kanama. And that store was the base for Sunrise Kanamas. Oh, no way. Yeah. So I met That's the so owner cool. of Sunrise, David. Shout out, David. And I asked him, like, dude, do you know of any, like, meetups or events? And he said, yeah, actually, in, in about two weeks, I think it was October 9th, uh, there's Spike Dama 9 in mm-hmm. Rotterdam and so I, I said all right sick then I'll, I'll go and then I went and uh, I met a bunch of dudes I met Timothy Thomas Louis from the Kanama France team yeah. I met uh, Yoris who was on Kanama USA back yeah, then I yeah. met like just so many friends that now like I have so many memories with and so from then yeah. on I was like oh wait this is big like Kanama is actually much bigger than what I like thought it was so for a year i played without any like external influence on my game like i yeah. didn't know juggles existed i didn't know so, yeah what anything. did that look like for you like what were some of the insane. first tricks that like, you were learning uh i was doing a lot of consistency i was doing like i would do around europe like maybe a hundred times in a row <laughs> you know very yeah. weird like if you look at my first kendama maybe i'll bring it out you can see it was broken and different than any other kendama Okay. Like I've ever seen because it was just cups, cups. Like I was trying, I did some lighthouses, lighthouse flips. I did whirlwind, yeah. but I was doing all these tricks, but just like immeasurable amounts of time. I wasn't yeah. like exploring doing one trick once. It was more like I'm going to do was... this trick like hundreds of times. It yeah. And so, so you had started playing with some of your high school friends, but then after you yeah. finished high school, did you still have a community that you were playing with in that gap time? Or did you just play by yourself? Mm- yeah, I played by myself. Like, really, Easy. I played so much Kanama alone because it was just something that felt natural. And I, I, I didn't need the, um, you know, the, the communal aspect at that point. I was like, mm-hmm. I didn't know it existed. So I was more just ingrained in like playing for myself. But that also mm-hmm. promoted maybe some really good um, like attributes. Like maybe it mm-hmm. really, I think it really helped me like just um in love with Kanama at its Brutus form. And so I, yeah. I think that was like one of the main denominators in like my obsession with it was like being 
alone with Kanama and learning alone yeah. with Kanama. And then I didn't have any exterior bias. I wasn't like, oh, I need to impress this person. No, oh, I need to do this for this. It was yeah. just like, I'm just going to play and explore like yeah. my relationship to the toy instead of like my relationship to the, mm -hmm. to the community. And that was sick. And then, but once that communal aspect came, like, dude, I was, I was gone. <laughs> like, and, and that's the way it works, right? It's like you start yeah. meeting people and you're like, whoa, you play differently than yeah. I play the same toy that we both play. And then you're Absolutely. like, oh man, I got to learn. Yeah, That's there was so cool. no way I wasn't going to be invested in it. Like there was no way. Like the minute like I, I, I was done with that event, like I quit studying. I went back home. I like refocused like all of my like uh, just ideas of mm -hmm. what it is to grind, like just to, 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 to yeah. be like part of, of the society and, and like have your interest and then i just got good at kanama and and learned how, the ins and the outs of mm -hmm. the the european community not associated to any brand or anything for a little while then i had like a connection to a french brand for a little bit but that taught me like w how it is to like um get it into like a contract with a company mm -hmm. and then i was like oh maybe this isn't for me right now and so then i i i I left that company and just grinded for myself again and mm, created mm -hmm. my brand. And that's when I met you like a okay. few months yeah. after that, like about a year after that, I met you. I'd come back to the Netherlands to study something else. Yeah. And I, like I, uh, I was hosting some live Ken games, I think, or something. Yeah. I, I think you had either, either I'm I was trying to remember that how we ended up meeting. I think, I think it you, is. I think I, I put something on my story. I was like, yeah. I used to play Ken. And, and I was like, yeah, put me in. Answered, and I was like, sick. And then I talked to you and we had this really chill game and like nice conversation in my, I remember in my old place and it was, it was super fun. And then like, I remember just leaving it and being like, all right, this is sick. And then I played other people. And, <laughs> and you're like, that guy's in the past now, beat him. Let's move on to the next one. <laughs> yeah. I was like, let's, let's keep, let's keep this going. Let's, uh, let's see what, where this platform can take me. It was, yeah. that was the super sick part. Like, okay so so you had played for a team for a little bit then you went solo mm -hmm. and then and then you started to resurge again like you you had pro kind of just started like peaking and, and getting more traction and then eventually you ended up on grain theory and we'll talk a little bit more about that story but what was yeah. that gap period like for you where you were just playing for yourself it was did great. you go to events it was so good yeah i went to so many events man like i what, what were some of them my money oh my gosh like if i can talk like in europe <laughs> it's not the same as anywhere else the, the the sheer amount of events is unparalleled so i went to like all right i'm gonna give you like quick fire a few of these yeah, yeah. i went to uh autumn battle in prague fortress launch um oh i forgot about that company yo yeah i was when that I was there launched, that was so cool they did oh man i i it was so that sick brand. like their whole marketing scheme everything yeah. was really good from what that yeah. brand did and and the kanamas were sick the people were sick the spot was sick like everything like i i went there got i think second in their open division and like hung out with like all the homies they had a big house by the way if yeah. it looks like i'm fighting something right here it is because i have kitten <laughs> and she is like about this like cord <laughs> on the headphones it, it can't be as bad as why bray's cat who just like pounds off his camera every time he's yeah online. oh my gosh yeah okay she's not there yet but yeah so i was playing like so much hung out so many events i went to damarama like uh yeah. kanama event in france called battle at the castle like on two other spike damas like you 
Kanama yeah. events in Europe, it's not the same thing. Like you, I went to three Kanama events in three weeks around the period. Wow. I, I met you online, you know. Like, That's crazy. It was so crazy. I, I must have gone to at least overall, like we were counting with Tim, maybe 45 Kanama events. Yeah, so what, what, in the past three years or something. That's that's wild. So what what that's so different than here. So are those events big events or are they pretty small events that just are a ton of them or do lots of people come exactly, out? Exactly. Yeah. No, no. It's a smaller event and it's like this, this core group of guys who like travel to each one. It's so sick. So like Man. the friends I've made through Kendama, like I've seen them so much. Like yeah. that's what's so sick. Um, and yeah, like I mean, they're they're. I'd, I'd say we used to average back then around like 30 or 40, but now we average 100. Yeah, wow. Like close to wow. 100 on some events. Like this year, not so much, but like maybe Domorama 5, which was like the first weekend of January, maybe 120, 130 people. My event yeah. in, um, in Leiden, MKS, uh, throughout the day, it was like 180 people. So it's like wow. all these events do have like a lot of people coming and it's sick but but a lot of times it's that core group and back in the day it was like we used to travel uh just the core group and and that was sick so shout that, out to all those guys like, man that that's so, so insane sick. compared to so yeah. i i live in canada i'm in calgary mm -hmm. alberta and the next like nearest biggish city like a, a large city is like three hours away and so every like big group of kanama players is like at least three hours or more away so it's wow. like we don't get that opportunity to just travel and go to different events because the next major hub is so far away that it's not like a, a hop skip and a yeah, jump to get crazy. to the next one but in yeah. europe everything is a lot tighter together than canada so like is that do you think that that plays into how how you're able to do so many events I can't hear you right now. You're cut. I don't know if your audio cut out. How about now? There we go. We're good. All right. Yeah. The cat is messing with my stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just going to hold this for now. Um, but yeah, like I think it plays such a huge part because logistically, like just moving around here is easier. Like, like the connections are just so much better. Like there's trains, buses, everything. And then just culturally, like you can be in the Netherlands and in a 500 kilometer radius, there's like 10 different communities from different countries speaking different mm -hmm. languages. So it's like, but we all speak Kendama. So like if, if you travel wow. out there, you're, 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 you're like with people from a completely different culture, eating different food, but you're still so close to home. So that's yeah. like Europe is, is such a good spot for Kendama because of that, like just the ease of getting around and then the diversity within like such a small space. So yeah, like I, I think we're very lucky out here and yeah, it's, it's insane. Like people have to adapt obviously to their like, um, yeah. like position, et cetera. But like in Europe, it's just grown so well in that aspect. Like it's such a core group of dudes and it's all adults. There's no kids yeah. out here. But yeah. I see in the U S it's, it's, and in North America in general, like older people are gravitating towards Kendama and like from my mm -hmm. perspective and like, perception of it like whenever i see content from these events i see like a much older um like crowd than when i started and i saw like mm -hmm. mko videos and stuff like that there are a mm -hmm. lot of kids but now i see like maybe the the median age for kendama is going up mm -hmm. like for real 
So, so two things there. One, first off, I loved what you said that we all speak different languages, but we all speak Kendama. Like yeah, that, that first off is so impactful. And especially through social media, it's like, I don't have to understand your language to be able to watch you do a trick and understand what no, you're absolutely, doing. Yeah. And that's brilliant. Uh, the mm -hmm. second thing uh, that I, th I think is really interesting, and maybe, maybe you have insight on this. It's like, if we see the median age of Kendama growing, do you not see that as like a potential fear for the game in the future that we're going to lose intake of younger generations coming in and playing the same game we I, love? Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, if, if you look at like um, my community out here in, in Leiden, it's, there's a lot of 16, 17, 18 year olds, you know, yeah. it's sick. Like when I, and that's when I got into it and now I'm here because I yeah. got into it early enough that like I had this drive and I had time and I had mm -hmm. like still like my motor skills were still like, you know, honed where mm -hmm. I could like learn this sport at such a high rate that I was always stimulated, but mm -hmm. not too young that I would take anything for granted. Right. So I think like you had that, enough perspective. Absolutely. And I was like, this is so sick. This is special. Like I have to dedicate my time and effort into this. And like, I think reaching that demographic of like, late teens is so vital yeah and i think that they're just such big actors in the community i mean you can reach the younger kids like in japan you see it like those kids are like top of the world level wise and i think mm -hmm. it's so important to have those kids there to show us what's possible but and to give us a little bit of a fire under our butt to, to absolutely keep us yeah yeah like <laughs> for real like you you definitely need to have your game up and uh and and continue grinding but like i think it's so important for the just percent persistent growth of Kendama to reach those people mm -hmm. who are that age because they're discovering their capacity of like getting involved in things and Kendama is such a cool thing to have people getting involved into so if you have like 16 17 mm -hmm. 18 year olds getting involved like it, it won't ever like fade out you will always have like new fresh minds creating mm -hmm. so I yeah. think Kendama is just it's just gonna like recycle itself you know yeah like Kendama content is gonna live like through these younger minds and then like of course like we're still going to be there i say we like i'm 22 i'm i don't feel old but no when I'm, yeah when i'm here i'm the, i'm one of the older ones like there's maybe oh, two other guys that are that are like older than me but like in general like from my small community i'm definitely the oldest oldest one yeah that's awesome that's so cool okay i want to yeah. ask one more question and then let's dive into some live q a here for a minute uh, absolutely so you you've ran a number of different events in europe mks yes. uh, sks and yeah. you ran you ran this secret event underground online oh in the pro community Ooh. that i heard about i i want to yeah that's for two questions here stuff yeah two questions yeah, here. Yeah. one what inspired you to start running events and then two uh, talk to me about this secret underground pro event because I want to know the details here. Okay, okay. Uh, let's go for question number one first. Um, what inspired me to start events? Uh, just how much I enjoyed myself at events. Like and honestly, there there wasn't much more than that. It was like I know that what events do for the community. I know how events like impact new players and older players. I want to see the homies. Like it's like these these mm -hmm. like factors are just what drives me to throw events it's like we need a place to to be together yeah. and if i can like facilitate that then like hell yeah like i'll do and, that like yeah were you sponsored at that time already when you started running events or did you just start doing it no, out of your own i, ju just... I, just, I definitely uh, i mean like jams maybe i was on unsponsored and then once i got the sponsorship you know i i had more confidence in my platform and right 
and then Iran events. But like, obviously, there's so many play in Europe. It's predominantly non-sponsored players, almost. I want to say yeah. that, that run events. Like, you don't need to be sponsored to run events. Yeah. This is like the biggest illusion for me in Kendama. The most annoying thing is you have brands that are like literally throwing themselves at you, being like, "I want to help you with your yes, event. yes." Like, Shout out Chad from Soul Kendama. Shout out like all like Lotus Quill. All these guys are just so ready to like give and just not ask for much in return. Like it's crazy. Like in yes. other like communities, if you want to be a sponsor, you need to pay a bunch of money. But if if it's like we're giving these brands such a great platform, we're not yes. asking them much money. We're not asking them to send out players. We're just being like, could you help out with some prizes and we'll throw your logo on there. We'll shout you out like you're going to help out so much. We're, we'll give you exposure. We're not asking yeah. you any money. Like, it's like, we're so ready to collaborate with brands and brands are still at that point where they're like, this is so sick and can nominate yes. as many facets and platforms as it can. So it's like, like yeah, let, let me go out a... to these communities, like go yeah. out to like clubs, collectives, um, crews, like anyone will throw something in for Kanama. Like that's what's so sick. Kanama events run themselves in Europe. Like that's, that's the so biggest, cool. sickest thing. Like everyone is so dialed that you can, you can go to the event and it runs itself. Like everyone is yeah. so ready to just do things for you. And you're so ready to do things for everyone that it just yeah. runs itself. And it's so sick. So like, Yo. please everyone yes. out there throw events and jams when it's possible. Cause it's not that hard. And people, are ready to do whatever they can for something that they love. Yeah. Like there's just never anyone who's like, no, I don't want to do this. No, I don't want to hold some cards. Like you can delegate. You can be like, be a judge for 30 <laughs> minutes. And people are like, yeah, I like, let's do it. Like, yeah, man, dude, that. huge shout out to the brands that came and supported mm -hmm. the event that Absolutely. I had hosted a couple weeks ago, uh, back in October. So we ran brew battle here like I a saw, month yeah, ago. It, sick. It, it was so fun. And honestly, mm. like, it was really overwhelming how much support came in for that event when I didn't even advertise that I was looking for support because I didn't feel like confident enough to ask brands to support that. I just yeah. like said I was hosting an event and I got like 13 DMs from different companies being like, yo, we want to help support this. Can we send prizes? Can we send this? We literally had over 50 prizes donated for, for the event. It's, it's insane. We didn't even have so 50 cool. competitors. It was so yeah. cool. It's so and I was just overwhelmed The even the people. So, the, the event space that we had, a cool little rant story, the event space that we had for the event was, ended up being donated to us at the end. They were like, they were going to charge us and then they dropped their rate down to like a hundred bucks for the day for this dope studio event. And then That's they're so like, yo, sick. we loved this event so much. We're stoked on Dama. You can just have it for free for the day. We are just hyped that you're here and that you're That's doing so this. Sick. I was like, literally people love this game. And I think yeah. that's so freaking cool it is it's it's honestly it's it's so amazing it's so awesome and you can see it on every single level and like yeah it, it just pushes you to to keep doing stuff because it's like there's there's so many receptors there's so many people ready to to like yeah. like take this love and just turn it into like grind time like just yeah. let's do stuff let's let's get involved and it's so it's honestly deceptively easy do not have yeah any like fear don't be self-conscious about it like it will just like organically yeah. just happen you can have your event and it will like and that's what's so sick you can you can like get a bunch of kanama players together and they will love it no matter what just because it's kanama like there's yeah. no other like factor just you do need. it you don't need all that shiny shit like you just have to have <laughs> people together playing kanama 
and they will like entertain yeah. themselves and be over the moon do it with other people who play kanama like it's yeah so easy so easy all right okay i i want to rant on this for forever but we can't um i want to hit some q a's here but before we do talk to me about this underground kandama event okay. that you had ran okay i don't I think have... many people know about this no it's it's le- so okay so okay so hold right, on, i'm gonna hold give on. you the quickest quickest rundown of this oh, wait, wait 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 let me let me tell you how i found out about this okay so, yeah all right tell me so the because it was super super underground i mm-hmm. when when i had found out about it and the reason i found out about it was because i was actually looking at creating my own event online and i mm-hmm. i was on challenge and i searched kendama oh, and i found i found this underground bracket with all of these pros in it it's insane like, that bracket and I was like, what is going on here? There's an event happening that I haven't heard of that all of these pros are competing in. And then I, I asked some people and they're like, yo, Tio put this together. And I was like, what? Tio, tell me about it. Okay, so really quickly, it's actually Tio and Grove. Okay, Tio and Grove. Grove was heavily involved in it as well. So uh, first week of like pandemic o'clock, like I'm chilling here and I'm like, okay, this is, this is going to be a wow um, future of Kanama's like not in the balance because Kanama is eternal. Uh, it's just like the future of Kanama meetups and Kanama competition is sort of blurry right now. So I'm going to take it back to what I know. And it's a good old comp and some homies. Man, that's where it started. And then I hit up Grove and I was like, yo, Grove, I saw that you were trying to like start something on Zoom and I don't really know the platform. Like, can can we talk about it? And like, And then like I called him and I was like, we talked for like an hour and then in the end, we were like, yo, we got to throw something. And then I was like, seems like there's a lot riding on something that you would throw online. So I'm not trying to like get so much attention on it. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to stream. And then I was like, oh, it'd be so sick if I just like catered this invitation and sent out to like the 30 craziest like Kanama homies slash yeah. players out there. <laughs> And then, like, it made 32 of us because Grove and I competed. And, um, yeah. It was a snare. It was was so cool. uh, Yeah, like, I I plan on on going into it more, but when I have Grove with me. But, like, if if you want to go find that bracket, it's on Challenge somewhere. And it's insane. Like, the the turnout was sick. Who, Who won it? I can't remember. I mean, yeah, like, I'll give you, like, or, or you can keep it hush. Or, yeah, it's N- NG. And, yeah, uh, yeah. You guys go figure it out. You guys yeah, go look go, it go look at Go look at that you, bracket online, and I'll come back at you with more information about this, like, in the future. Like, <laughs> Absolutely. Because it was so, so... Oh, no, look, he's in the chat. Yo. Oh, get it, out it of definitely here. isn't. <laughs> it is. All right, yeah, and look, he's giving information and everything. But yeah, it was, awesome. it was Nick. And he even got money for it. Yo, I, that money was to shut you up, bud. <laughs> <laughs> you were not supposed to talk about this. Yeah, who's, who's NG? Okay, let's hit up some Q&A here for a couple minutes. And then let's dive into your story of going pro with GT. Because yeah. I want to know that story. Yeah. All right, so we got, a, we got a bunch of really good questions in here. A couple from the homies in the community. But let's kick one off here from Kelvin Wong. Sorry, Wong number asked, uh, what influences your clothing style? He's always admired your style and he's kind of wanted some parts of it in his own or he's adapted some of the parts in his own. Uh, He wants to hear where you get your inspiration from in that department. He's yeah. What a sweetheart. Um, I mean, yeah, just growing up in, uh, in Europe, watching skateboard videos, hanging out with skaters, 
like just people just have their own script. gear out here yeah and it was like a lot of that and then buy local like local skate brands like right now i'm repping it's called helas the dude who who makes this brand like lived like a few minutes away from where i lived as a kid and like like a huge very influencer influential skater in the scene and um yeah just yeah look at the people that you love and and figure out what they're wearing and then yeah like when i was maybe like 18 19 i was in paris a lot and that really influenced me you know i went there like a few mm. times for like paris fashion week and and got to see some crazy stuff mm. and uh, mm -hmm. that just yeah it's it's part of the stuff that influenced me and then yeah in europe there's just a, a big broader like mm -hmm. um like array of styles and yeah I, yeah I just wear like comfy stuff and i stick to this, the brands i know and i love and like just looking for different like quality materials and just a ton of different stuff like I, I, yeah i really put a lot of work into that awesome okay and, oh i see mj's in the chat yeah we got lots of homies in here this morning okay let's hit a couple questions quickly we don't yeah, have a ton go. of time here uh yeah. bridgemaster underscore dama from canada is asking how do you create the trick lists for events what's your what's your process there i look at the tricks that i like uh usually i i tend to go for like shorter tricks like short impactful tricks mm. and then i try to like explore a range of tricks so like different different classes of tricks and then mm -hmm. yeah just stuff that looks cool and different combinations that you don't necessarily see in your joe game of ken or mm -hmm. stuff that you really see a lot in your joe game of ken yeah uh, maybe i'll ask a, a personal question here open versus freestyle what do you prefer oh freestyle for sure freestyle i, I love like open almost most pros prefer freestyle. You get to show off your own personal creativity. There's, there's a lot. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of pros that love freestyle. But yeah, I mean, it, it definitely goes both ways. I, I can, I think it's almost fifty-fifty, dude. Like from the yeah. people I've talked to, like for real. And then there, there's like, yeah. But I, I love freestyle just because the energy. I love open because of like that tension, but mm -hmm. freestyle explosive energy. It's so much sicker for me personally. Okay, we got a good question here from D Pats. Uh, he asked, what is your process for trick creation? So your personal process. Now, to preface, you've innovated a lot of tricks in the past couple years. And, and maybe if you want to give us a brief insight into your mind, and we can maybe hit on this a bit more as we talk about your edit. Yeah, uh, brief insight. Yeah, I've, I've like the past year more for me has been more like active, like trick wise and like trick creativity. Uh, my yeah i mean like my um my process is that i'm always thinking about this like it's every day it's on my mind at all times i have my notebook and it's it can pop up at any moment like anything i see uh it's it's knowledge is power so if if mm. you're looking at ig and you're like looking at the tricks from edits like you just have to be the biggest knowledgeable like person on what tricks are being landed and then from there mm -hmm. you have to look at your trick selection and then then broaden it like I, I so many people say there's a lot of like pressure to learn so many different classes of tricks for me it was like i'm going to focus on this one class of trick that i have and then it's going to like i'm going to dwell deeper and deeper and deeper into mm -hmm. that spectrum and then at some point it'll broaden my mind to other things and that's what happened so mm -hmm. don't be afraid to really dig deep into one concept and then it'll branch out like for now i have a bunch of different concepts like 
you know, pullouts and cush taps. And there's like, mm-hmm. so, so like slow down taps. There's so many of my concepts that mm-hmm. I have to like delve into further before I even start to think yeah. about the next thing. So cool. Okay. One, one more question, quick yes or no. And then let's dive into your pro journey with GT. Uh, Wyatt Bray wants to know Mario Kart fan. Yes or no? Dude. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, Wide Bray, you know, you see the projector back here. You've been here. <laughs> You've played Mario Kart with me on this set projector. So, yes, like big right Mario on. Kart fan. I, hey, I love a good old game of Mario Kart. Mm. Okay, uh, let's talk about your story. We got about 20 minutes left here. So, uh, let's talk okay. the GT Pro story. When did GT come into the picture in your life? So, I had been playing for maybe two and a half years. I went to the Japan Expo in Paris, which is the biggest expo for Japanese culture outside of Japan. And um, so I went there and met up with Jake and the guys. I went there as their like assistant. Uh, I was uh, emceeing on stage with Jake in French while he emceed in English. Mm. And I, I had never met any of them before. I, and like I knew I knew of Grain Fury. I had Grain Furies and I obviously loved their team, but it was it was never i didn't i never went there with the optic of like oh i'm i'm looking to grind and you know like pour myself out a little bit and like get sponsored that was never the optic it was more mm-hmm. like oh i'm looking to like make connections meet new people and like teach people kendama and so i went there mm-hmm. i went on stage and then at some point you know it wasn't particularly like talked about but like so i introduced stod and ben and they demoed kendama and then jake was like yo tio you demo kendama and i was like oh damn and so i took out my dama and it and like hit hit some stuff on stage like some really cool tricks and i was like super surprised and i was like whoa like there's like maybe 400 people out there watching and like hit a bunch of tricks and then uh went back to the booth with them and like hung out had so much fun for Mm -hmm. five days i was in paris with them and like we we like went out like partying and like just hung out Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. like generally had like a really cool time and like it was obvious that i didn't have any like you know, nefarious, um, like, intentions. I was just there you to hang out. You were plotting to get on the team. No, no, no. I was just hanging out, chilling with them. I even asked, okay, this, I haven't told really many people this. I even asked Rice if he could be, like, a plug for Terra because I loved Terra. I was playing Terra back oh, then. Oh, that's and hilarious. So I was like, yo, Rice, like, could you put in a word for me maybe? Could you, like, show them European scene? Like, what's going on down here if they ever need someone, you know, like. And then he was like, yeah, I'll do that. He ended up not doing that <laughs> at all and ended up sort of putting me on this short list of players that they were thinking about for Grain Fury. And then uh, a few months later, uh, it was August, late August. No, actually just um, maybe five weeks later, actually, not even a few months. Um, I I had been mulling over this this these encounters and, and, and that trip. And I was like, okay, I, I texted Jake Weens. I was like, yo, Jake Weens, um, I... I've been thinking about what we did and I love the energy that you brought to the stage with me. And like, I really enjoyed doing all that. And like, I've been looking to get sponsored for so long and, and, but this clicked like so differently. And I was much more avert about my like desire to be sponsored. And then mm-hmm. he just had a baby. So he didn't answer me for like three days. So for three days, I was like, damn, I came on too strong or <laughs> it's, like in the end, you, I- it's like when you text a girl, you're like, Hey, I really like you. And, and- <laughs> It was she's nuts. gone. Yeah, yeah, it was sort of that. But it was, and I had not, I'd, I'd hit my mark perfectly. There was no, yeah. like, 
there was no doubt in his mind. He was like, yeah, we want to work with you. And then two weeks later, I was announced on the team. So that Dude. was like that story. Right That's there. so cool. That is so cool. And so then yeah. that was what, what year was that? You've been on the GT team now for 2018. Yeah. So 2018. Yeah. Two it years. Was, I, yeah. 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 I've been on the team for two years. Um, yeah. It was like September 9th, 2018. And yeah, uh, I was uh, asked to be part of the pro team. Let's say 15 months later. Yeah. A year crazy. and a half later. So talk, yeah, talk to me a little so, bit about that story uh, going pro. That story so, is sick. Yeah, um, I just like watched me, the edit this morning again. All right, awesome. Um, I don't know. I went to Japan for catch and flow. You know, it was me, the squad. It was me, Weens, Kaito, uh, Rod, and very briefly Aventus in our Airbnb. And then, like, we did our week in Japan, you know, catch and flow. I did, I, I did really well at catch and flow. Mm-hmm. I, I was, like, at the cutoff. I had the same points I know, as oh, fish. I heard. <laughs> and it, and it was, there was this cutoff, but like I, I was, I was disappointed on the day of, but then I got over it and like, I, I go to Japan to chill. And then like Weens is, you know, like he's the guy like where he's managing me and like, we work really well together. We like, he, he had me over to model the new winter line and like we were filming and like mm-hmm. hanging out, like just generally repping GT and like, we just bounce off of each other really well. Like I, there's no one in the Konama world I work better with than Weens. And so we like had this time. And then as you saw in that video, the, in the edit, the, yeah. the, the intro on, on the last night he was there, we were, um, just you and Rod and, and Jake and, and Weens. Yeah. It was maybe 4am in that video, which is not said. And we were like, that's crazy. A, a few beers deep, you know, we had just been clubbing with, with bonds and co. So like, <laughs> in other words, it was sketch. Like, yeah. We late were like, night. Yeah, late night sesh, like, I was, like, pretty, like, you know, you, you've been partying for a week straight in Japan, you know, I'm in bed, like, just, like, just chilling, like, a little bit faded, and then, like, Weens, like, pops out his camera and, and calls Harold, who's the homie in, in Amsterdam, and then I'm, like, I don't know what, what to think, really, but in my head, I knew what was happening, like, there was no doubt about it. I Interesting. Knew, I, I, I had, like, pictured the moment, and and I knew what was happening. And then he, you know, he popped a question. I said, yes, put a ring on my finger. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's what happened. And then uh, a few months later, I flew to the, the States and designed my own shape and waited for, for six long months to announce it wow. to anyone. It was supposed to be announced at an event. But for six months, I had to hide this from everyone. And it was yeah. like, grueling. It was that's probably one of the painful. most underrated pain points for pros and like releasing new mods is that it yeah. takes like it takes months and months and months for your your pro announcement to come out you might get told like a year ahead of time and you have to sit there like it's all quiet so but it kept me sane you know like i was thinking about it like pandemic o'clock and i had this grind i had this goal and i was like shit if i didn't have this like what what the hell would I be doing? And so I had this goal in mind and it was all I thought about for maybe six months. And then I just worked on it, worked on it. And then it bared its fruits because that edit is like so sick and it really represents everything that I wanted to see in that edit. And Jake Mm -hmm. just like embodied my vision and then just like, yeah, so it it was so worth it, but it was, it was grueling and that's underrated or like it's understated. 
like no yeah. one really like like grove understands adrian understands oh. like those guys oh, yeah. are in the same boat as me you know like we are pro bros COVID pro bros yeah grove in particular like how long did he i i mean i we'll we'll get him on here one day and i want to hear that story but i think yeah, he waited okay, yeah. for a really long time to get his no he did i i somehow i i'm not sure about this but i may have have been one of the first non-sweets people to notice because i told him about me going yeah. pro the moment when we started organizing that um the underground invitational pro open yeah. so that day i told grove i was like grove this was up like i showed him the kanama and he was like oh damn and so he returned the favor and then like i freaked out i was like yeah grove that's crazy sick. that's so cool yeah so you've been pro on GT for a little bit now. You were announced this yeah, year. Somehow. And there's yeah. been some cool stuff that's happened since then. You have released some incredible tricks. You continue to innovate in the scene. But mm. most recently, there was a pretty cool event that happened in your life where you got to perform yeah. on a stage in front of a, a yeah, massive yeah, yeah. live audience. Talk to me about France's Got Talent. So France's Got Talent is... Uh, okay, so basically it all started when Tim back in maybe May hit me up and he was like, yo, Tio, um, the casting. Oh, we're, we're cutting out here. We'll give him a quick second. Hey guys, we are going to take some time to do some more live Q and A at the end. So make sure you put your questions in and we will do our best to get around to them. We don't have a ton of time left, so we will do our best to hit as many as possible. Okay. We got Tio back. We're just waiting for the audio to connect again here. Thank you guys for tuning in this morning. Uh, your audio still can't hear you. What about now? All right. I got you now. I can hear you. Okay, sick. Um, yes. Oh. I, I still can't hear you right now. I don't know if you're... You might need to get some new headphones. I think it's earphones. Just or just unplug them. How yeah. about now? Yeah. We're all good? Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. We got a little bit of feedback, little in, bit the of feedback in the background. A little bit? Oof. Let me yeah. see if I can get yeah. these earphones to work, bud. We'll, we'll give it a we'll hot minute. We'll give it a hot minute here. Guys, guys, if we go... Such a bad echo. I can't hear you. Guys, we are experiencing some technical difficulties. This doesn't happen very often, so please bear with us. <laughs> I can't hear you. Uh, yeah, a lot of feedback. I'm getting rid of the earphones. Okay. So is okay, it better now? Still feedback. I think we're good now. All right. Yeah, it this was just it weirded out. Like I think my internet cut out or something, and then it just cascaded into a bunch of problems. Uh, I'll be quick about it. Is it is what then. it is. Uh, so Tim got hit up. Uh, he hit me up. He was like, "Tio, do you want to participate?" I was like, "Hell yeah." And then uh, I went to Lyon in, in France, and Tim and I trained. We created a choreography, and just uh, two, we saw each other two times during the summer to, to do this and finalize it. We did not have much training time, by the way. But, I mean, when you're playing Konami, you're sort of training. And uh, mm -hmm. so he then um, traveled to Paris and auditioned for the show, and it went swimmingly like the day of we were like over the moon with the result. Like we went there and met a bunch of uh, really sick people. Like uh, we experienced like a television set 
and like network TV, which is like super weird and like a new experience for both of us. Um, we performed our run and we did it like almost flawlessly, like first try, which was like so insane for us. And then we had this long discussion with the judges, which was like about 10, 15 minutes where we talked wow. over why we're there. Like they were like, we can see that you're not performers, you're athletes and you came to represent your 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 sport and you did it really well. Like we had such a positive like um, interaction with the judges. Like one of the judges said, if you're a millionaire in three years, like we're not gonna be surprised. Like it's like, it was at that point, like we were like, mm. wow, these people really understood what Kinama is and could be. And they were like, it's just not for us. You know, it's not for the big stage. Hmm. And we were like, we, we expected this, this response, but we were just so happy with our accomplishment. And we hmm. left feeling victorious. And like, we were like, okay, mm -hmm. this, was, this was sick. And then on the day of the broadcast, um, we, we, we expected it to be cut down because that's how they do. And these network shows are very weird and competitive. So it was like, mm -hmm. they cut us down to maybe a 45 second segment that was difficult to interpret if you didn't know all the information I just told you. Mm, so it was mm -hmm. like, it looked pretty negative, but in the end it was not. And it did Kanama France, a world of good. And it was a big accomplishment yeah. for us. And we were just, we, we were just really happy with how it went down. So no, no, like, um, you know, like no negative thoughts towards the, you know the network mm -hmm. or anything we were just so happy we got to do this and so yeah that's yeah. that's the story of how tim and i went on french television that's so cool and yeah. i mean what a privilege and an honor and a great way to bring kendama to more people in the world 2.5 million people that's crazy yeah give or take and they didn't see kendama in its uh like they did we we didn't want to go on and not represent kendama like um yeah you know faithfully we represent as we are like you know, like we went dressed as we would. We went like we we played kendama as we would. We spiked every trick. We 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 represented it the way we we see kendama, and we wanted right. people to see kendama. We didn't want to see people to see kendama as a gimmick, as just another like artistic like discipline. No, it's a yeah. sport. Like, if one day it gets onto the Olympics, I would be the last one surprised. It's like that's that's where we see kendama. So yeah. we wanted to represent it exactly as we In see that it. Way. We didn't want to. We didn't want to have any gimmicks. We okay, didn't. yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's sweet. I, and I mean, that that probably is hard to do because there is a way that I think you could perform Kendama to to win over the favor of judges. So and, easily. And, you don't and, have to do anything. Like, no, you, you have could to have do... a sob story. You have to, like... <laughs> you have yeah. to, you know, you, you, could, you could so easily, like, quote-unquote, brain these shows where you, Did... like... It wouldn't be difficult. Like Tim and I thought about it. We were like, do we want to do this? Like with that in mind, we were like, no, we were, we're like, we're Kanama professionals. We're, we, we're part of the street culture. We're not part of this mm. like uh, circus culture. We're going to represent Kanama as a street like object. And we're not going to sell ourselves out. And so that's what mm -hmm. we did. And we were like, whatever the result may be, at least we know we did this mm -hmm. faithfully to our vision of Kanama. And that was the most important part. Yeah, that that's awesome. Maybe I'll ask one question here, and then we'll we'll jump yeah. into some live Q and A. And first off, let me say thank you for being on here. This is awesome. This was has been so fun. Anytime, man. It is so fun. I love communicating with the community, and I think like the podcast like platform is its most faithful like uh, communicating tool because it's it's so sick. Like being on the nerds was sick. Like this yes. is sick. Like 
Go think, listen to the nerds episode. It's so good. I I really enjoyed that one. I was it was also like narco fever, so I was like <laughs> I, I I seemed sedated. Yeah. In that episode, <laughs> I re-listened to it once, and I was like, oh my god, I was I I seemed like asleep, and I yeah. was half asleep. So I'm definitely you know I know I know MJ's in here and Rod is in yeah. here, and it's been talked about. But if you see me on a nerds in the future. Definitely not a surprise. Oh, yeah. We're not done hearing stories from from T.O. Okay. um, No, never, man. One question I do want to ask about the the Francis Scott talent and about that same topic that you were talking about. Do you think there is a place in the the community of Kendama to treat it more like a performance to help grow the game? Or do you see that as something as a negative? No, no. I definitely see, like, Kendama, like, when when you say performance, no, I I love to see Zumadanke. I love to see, like, Kanama players at juggling conventions, et cetera. I think Kanama can grow in every single direction. And I think you just have to be a purveyor of your Kanama vision mm. and make it grow in that direction. Like the most important thing you can do is be honest to your Kanama vision and help it grow in that direction. Cause you can be certain that there's other people who are growing Kanama in, the, in their vision. So mm-hmm. like if you want to grow Kanama as a, per, a, a performance tool or a tool to get money busking off the streets, do it because that's you yeah. but if, if if you want to grow kanama as like a, a cultural like phenomenon an item that's like that's also you if you want to grow it as a sport and and have it be like sort of um in an through an association like the jka you do that as well because like kanama needs to grow on every platform and on every cultural like plane mm-hmm. so I, I think it's so yeah. important for you to to grow kanama the way you do if you want to be a grinder be a grinder if you want to be like a performer be a performer but like just yeah. do it the way that you see fit yeah and, and that's the beauty of kendama right is it's this tool mm-hmm. for unlimited potential and you can do with it as you want to do with it and there's so much creativity that can go into it and i think Absolutely. i think i think you're hitting so, that right it's a cultural piece it's a it's a thing that we get to bring into our lives and change who we are and what we do and what we think about the world yeah it is absolutely it's a, yeah cultural piece subculture it's it's all of that and more and and yeah just just grow kanam the way you see fit and and you'll find your results to be like more than expected like it's so crazy how people receive receive this toy it's it's so sick all right tio now i don't do this very often uh, i've mm-hmm. i've never gone over my hour limit but we have some incredible questions in the chat here would you be willing to stick on for an extra five ten minutes and hit through a few of these oh, insta like, All right, sure. let's do it. Let's jump through some live Q&A. Guys in the chat, this is a very special episode where we are going longer than our normal time limit. This isn't a regular yeah. occurrence, but we are doing No, no, it. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm a, I'm a chatty dude if you get me going and, and you're <laughs> pressing on my buttons. Awesome. Okay, uh, let's dive into some good questions here. First off, we got a question here from Ven. I, <laughs> I can't pronounce oh, wait, wait, the rest I'll, of it. It's Teun. He's a Dutch homie. Okay, awesome. Uh, do you think Kendama is going through the same things as skateboarding in the beginning? Absolutely. And I think I've touched on all of that. I think Kendama is at that point. Like, it's it's skateboarding in the 90s, but in a modern setting, because now we have social media, etc. So for me, that's that's where Kendama is right now. It's it's We're in the, the birthing place of Kendama. So if you're getting involved in Kendama right now, you're writing, like, the beginning of Kendama history. Mm. Like, it's that that's that's how it is do you see us as in the second wave of kendama or the first wave because i think like when i look back at kendama i see it as we're in the yeah. second wave because there was yeah, the first I, wave i see that too absolutely yeah i i think it's 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 important to to put that distinction and i think there's a lot of positive outlook 
to to you looking at it as the second wave because you're building on what was done before but mm -hmm. then again there's so much beyond you and you're yeah. setting up a third wave if you want like, yeah, whatever you, way you look at that do you think I there's going to be a reset like a third wave like where we see a bit of a dip and then another rise in the future it's so difficult to say i don't really no you, you just see it as a coast straight up now yeah yeah i'm seeing it like that right now like i think the the the, the actors in the scene are so um so prolific and so just wonderful what they do that they're not going to let it dip <laughs> like for real i see it as like it's going to be this constant growth like for 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 the foreseeable future yeah that's awesome and tom.com actually instagram removed the hour time limit so we can go over if we if we ever do oh. want to so we can this time okay uh <laughs> shucky dern asked what's your relationship Ooh, with question. kendama france and native kendama I love that question. Um, we're like, if, if, if like a brand could be my best homie, it would be Kanama France and Natif Kanama. Like I'm like, I, I love those guys and I want to see them make it. And I have a big connection to France personally. And, and they are, they help me like spread Kanama love in France. And I help them like grow their image elsewhere. Like, mm. you know, like vicariously, like I grew it, for them maybe in the u.s a little bit and and help them like achieve their potential and i love tim and tim is like the big boss at kanama france in some mm -hmm. aspects with thierry and alexi and and like i see them as like my foothold in france and as, as the homies i do a lot mm -hmm. for them like if you if you're reading a kanama france post and most of them have an english translation i'm the one translating it for oh. them for example look at you go just one like, for the I, community yeah, like, I, I, I just love to see them, like, yeah. you know, fulfill and, their, their potential and their sick dudes. So and they're like, they're two humble co companies that you don't hear that much about, so but they're doing sick. such great work. Their edit, they are, uh, the native edit was amazing. Like, okay, if you guys yeah. haven't seen it, go watch that right after I'm, this. I'm watch it right away. Segment. Uh, Natif Kendama, like, honestly, most, like, um, prolific at making sick edits, like their videographer, shout out uh alex and he is one of the most like talented videographers in kanama to date mm -hmm. like of all time the dude is like on one so all drop his at drop his at uh alex gt photo 38 alex okay. g photo 38 yeah yeah go follow him yeah I'll, I'll put him up on my story he is such a talented videographer he used to shoot skiing and stuff like just okay all of kanama france's like um Content is fantastic, and that's thanks to him and obviously Tim and all those dudes. But like Kanama France has been on one, so awesome. Okay, we got a question here from Carter Justice. He says Tio is a big advocate for Penguin versus Top Grip. He would love to hear you explain it more. Uh, uh, you seem to be the guy to be able to shed light on the difference because Carter has a hard time telling the difference. Yeah, oh, I, I think Carter doesn't. He's such a good Kanama player. There's no way he has a hard time. But I, I'm, I would, I would word differently. I'm not about like top grid, top grid versus Penguin. I'm more about like differentiating them. I think they're what, both. What is the difference? I've never heard of top grid. Okay, so I think they're both tricks, and like, it's more of an angular like um, difference. And so I think they're both tricks in their own merit, and they're both like good tricks, and. But I, I think there's a difference. And, and all you have to do is go look up Supernog and Penguin, and then you'll see, like, Penguin tricks. So top grip for me is this position here. So this is mostly just 
for this for is top grip. Yeah, for Tama grip because on Ken grip it's it's harder to do top grip. It's like the top, the the penguin is where it's it's more difficult. So I can read the question. Will you be at battle? But I mean, battle the border is online, so for mm -hmm. sure I'll be there. Like no doubt. Like I'll I'll try to see and compete and hang out with the homies and yeah, be involved in this again another online event like. I mean, this is the way that we're interacting. And so I'm going to be an actor as, as much as I can and participate and enjoy it with you guys as much as I can. So. Awesome. Uh, Jure Stoizen asked, when you, is the vid? Jura. I need to work on my, my, my. No, no, it's okay. It's all Dutch names. It's all <laughs> Dutch homies. It's complicated. All right. When, when is, is the vid where, where you were explaining your mod coming? It's uh, very soon. Yeah, very soon. I have a personal vid made and Jake has a video that's being made. And so, yeah, like very soon. So expect that coming up. Awesome. And congratulations, first off, on your pro mod. It is beautiful. It's really stunning. Thank I neglected so to pick one up, but I do need to get one at some point. I am a big fan of it. Yeah, I love the simplicity. I know. Uh, yeah. I'm so stoked to hear you say that. Like, thank you so much. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's honestly, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really proud of it. Like, it's, I'm really stoked on it. Like, to this day, like, it's so, so sick. So, yeah, I hope you get one and I hope you get to, to like, I don't know if you've tried one yet, but yeah. Uh, Thanks so much. I, I think I have tried one or I'm trying to remember. I think I did. I've tried the Adrian Esteban, but I don't know if mm -hmm. I've tried yours. I think I might have. But regardless, I got to, I got to try it again is all yeah. I'm going to say. Okay, maybe this will be one of the last questions we'll ask. I think this is a really mm -hmm. great concluding question from James underscore Kandama underscore. If you were mm -hmm. to tell your younger self that you'd be on Francis Got Talent playing a Japanese toy, how would you react? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd react in disbelief. Like I explained at the beginning of this episode, the extent of my ignorance regarding Kandama when I was like 18. So you can imagine the extent of my ignorance when I was younger. So yeah, I'd be super surprised and impressed wow. maybe you know like it's it's definitely possible like uh, yeah and i'd be stoked why not like i'm stoked on it now so yeah i, I like to think i was i was a similar minded person back then when it came to like accomplishments so yeah i'd be i'd be happy all right last question that i want to ask and then we'll wrap up this episode uh tio uh if you could predict what the next year of Kendama would look like. What do you see as some of the next steps in the Kendama community's journey? I I'm I, I'm gonna see like we're, yeah we're we're definitely gonna see more of the same on like a progressively bigger scale. We're gonna see like better like online events. We're gonna see uh, hopefully more edits. We're gonna see like just the same stuff that we've been seeing on a higher intensity and then like small explosions of pin like of of exposure same that we've had like Francis talent you know like uh soul collabing with round two like small explosions of just mm -hmm. exposure that's that's what we're going to keep seeing so for me on a personal level i'm going to keep grinding the way i have been and and keep seeing different results and more positive things coming up and yeah I'm, I'm, we're going to see more collabs we're going to see more stuff so like hang tight and stay tuned because Kanama is not going anywhere and Kanama progress is definitely on the rise. Like still just going to go down and in more places with more people and more ages, blah, 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 blah. Just more of everything, mm -hmm. more of everything. 
Right on. Okay. And okay, I have one more question. This one's more selfish than anything. Are you going to run another underground online competition and how do I get my name in it? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, so far, maybe, maybe not. Because like the, the, the not underground online economic competitions are so are flourishing and they're, oh, yeah. they're, they're fantastic. You know, like they're so good. Um, but yeah, if, if, if there's there, if there was ever an under underground event, then, uh, I'd probably think of like installing more like, <laughs> uh, like facets to it. So may, yeah, for sure. You'd, you'd be on that list, but I'll, uh, I'll send you my details. Yeah. Many five minute interviews of like players before going up or something like that. That'd be sick. Like, I want to see that more of that. Like, I want to see that actually. That's what I do want to see as an addition to online events in the near future is more player interviews uh, during the competition. So like, if you ever watch like esports in between matches, they like pull the guy up and they talk to him. It's like, okay, talk me through what was going through your head during that match. I'd love to do that. Like that'd be so fun. That would be so sick. And you could like integrate like, cool cool questions and it can definitely like help the player maybe like uh focalize like oh yeah. that's what i did like really and just give insight to the community yeah i think that's that's something that's really cool and pro players are always ready to like to like sh- share knowledge and partake in like the the events and stuff so like for sure like i'd, I'd have you on for that bud like i think you're right on well, well we'll make it happen well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Tio, thank you so much for joining this review. This has been a really Anytime. special one for me. Such it is always, pleasure, it is so fun. I love it every week. Uh, next week, we got a pretty, pretty cool guest jumping on here. I've leaked it a little bit. We got Mr. Boogie T joining the review Ooh, next week. That's, that's and we are going to be, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm actually so excited. We are going to be talking all about this new wave of Kendama as a cultural icon and, and how it's growing into different areas through the Sweets Mob and through EDM and through Subtronics and these sorts of categories. So we're going to be chatting with Boogie T next week, chatting about his Kendama journey and working with Sweets. So Tio, thank you so much for joining on. We'll, we'll have to get you back on because there's always going to be stories surrounding you because you are continually pushing this game that we love and I am so thankful that you are part of this community. So Anytime, thank you. Man. Thank you so much for all the love and right back at you. And yeah, hit me up anytime. Any of you guys, if, if you ever have a question, I'm always ready to answer. And yeah, like I'll be back on this show whenever you want. And you can count me in for the Boogie T episode. I'll be listening closely. Right on. Like, sounds sick. Well, you guys can catch this episode again live. If you tuned in late, it'll be on IGTV and I will get it uploaded onto podcasting platforms here today. So if you want to take a listen again or share it, that always goes to help the podcast grow and to push Kendama to more people. The more people that go like, follow, and subscribe on the different podcasting platforms, the more that this gets shared on search engines and more people mm-hmm. can find Kendama. So thank you guys, and we will see you next week. See you, T.O. See you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. You learned a lot about Kendama music culture, and you learned something about someone in the community that you didn't know before. And at the end of the day, I hope this inspires you to have a deeper conversation behind this silly game we play called Kendama. As always, I hope to see you next week and stay caffeinated.